you've got to have the training habits and you've also just got to have the belief. And I think that was probably our ultimate driver was just that everyone on the team, whether outsiders thought we were underdogs or not, was bought in and was going to do what it took to get us to win a game or to move us forward. And we also all believed that we were as good as we were. University of Alabama's Colorado College of Business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories most people both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens on the show today, Mari Nest. Mari is a women's soccer player on the Alabama team. She's also an MBA candidate with me in the Manderson School of Business. We sat down to talk about her personal story from Northwestern, coming to Alabama, and some of the lessons she learned along her way. I hope you enjoy part two of our three-part series. So you graduate in three years. You you, you you make the decision, graduate in three years, you say, I'm doing this. Then all of a sudden you graduate with two more years of eligibility, but you've already done your undergraduate career, really. You're not going to go back for another undergrad degree. You're going to pursue some kind of higher education, if that's going to be MBA, Masters of Psychology, whichever one it was. Obviously, your focus was then, let's figure out where I can play soccer in the best environment possible with the best staff surrounding me. What made you choose Alabama of all places? So, funny enough. Alabama is just not a place that I really ever would have imagined myself coming to. I'm from Colorado, went to Northwestern, really close to Chicago. I've never spent any time in the South. I wasn't particularly attracted to the South. I was just like, they do things differently. I'm not really a part of that. I don't really know about that. But when I played for Colorado Rush, when I was 12 or 13, the second coach that I had, his name was Mike Sergio. And I never had him as a head coach, but Wes Hart also coached at Colorado Rush. and. If those names sound familiar, that's because Wes Hart is the head coach at Alabama and Mike Sergio is the assistant coach at Alabama or associate head coach at Alabama. And so I knew Mike and Wes super well. Mike was my coach when I was 12. And that was the main connection that brought me to Alabama. After graduating from Northwestern, I had the degree that I wanted, but not necessarily the soccer experience or just the coaching and development that I wanted there. And my decision to transfer was going to be primarily driven by soccer. I wanted to get in a place where I could grow and become the best player I could be in the two years of college soccer that I had left. And that's exactly what I did. So what chose me or why did I choose Alabama? Because that was the place that I had the absolute most confidence in for a soccer experience that I wanted. So you arrive in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but you Still to choose for what you want to study. Yeah. What made you choose the MBA of all things? I think the MBA is such a valuable degree. I think I knew that I wanted to work somewhere in the business world, whether in finance or real estate. Like the, the business world was just attractive to me and it was what I saw myself heading towards. But my degree at Northwestern wasn't business at all. There's no business undergrad. There's no finance undergrad major at Northwestern. And I think that's intentional. They want their... Kellogg, which is the graduate school business at Northwestern, doesn't apparently like to hire people with business undergrad or finance undergrad and hire people. Doesn't like to admit students with those undergrad majors. They want people who have studied all sorts of different things that they're actually interested in rather than just an undergrad who's, I want to be a finance dude, so I'm going to study finance. Right. There's value to it. But anyways, this is a convoluted way of saying I didn't have the business or finance focus that I had wanted. And so the MBA just seemed like the most 
attractive option to me, to be completely honest. And I think it's an incredibly valuable degree. I think Culver House and Manderson are huge names across the country, really well-respected and reputable. And just the connections that Alabama has through the graduate school business are pretty powerful. And so it was a pretty, pretty easy answer, honestly. So we're going to talk about connections for the next topic. You come to Alabama, you get yourself set up and good to go. You go through the whole preseason routine, getting warmed up with the team. And all of a sudden, you guys have a few wins. You guys start having some success. You guys start doing pretty well. You have some swagger. I remember you being in class, be like, hey, sorry, I have to go. I have to leave. We have another trip. And I'm like, again, we have this whole project we're about to do. And you're like, don't worry, I'll get it done. What you got it done? Was it like on a flight going somewhere and working while you're on a bus? Probably. But yeah, you got your stuff done. And you guys really started doing well, like surprisingly so. Were you guys like expecting that at all? Like what was that like for yourself? I think last season we had a ridiculous amount of talent, but didn't necessarily have the previous seasons that would have made anyone think that Alabama could have been anything special. I think last year was a really awesome, special culmination of years of experience from older players who came in when Alabama was not a powerhouse program. And yet they were really talented players and had really good leadership and everyone on the team was bought in regardless of what role they had to play. So I was for the most part subbing in off like coming in off the bench last season. And that's not necessarily like the easiest thing to do. Nobody wants to be coming in off the bench or be sitting on the bench. And what I think was so powerful about last season was that everyone, regardless of their role, starter, getting minutes off the bench or made, like people who were not playing at all, were still bought in and so locked in on the team, getting to where the team wanted to be. That individuals weren't thinking about, you know, what it meant or didn't mean for them individually that like they were being asked to do the thing that they were being asked to do. And so I think that was ult- like, ultimately a thing that was really conducive to our success last season. That's a grad transfer, a weird environment for you to step into because you've established yourself in another school and you transfer schools with already a culture going. You already got a head coach who's been here for quite a few years. So it wasn't like Wes was new. Like he's been here for a couple of years. What was that like for you? And what was the mindset that you wanted to adapt coming into an environment where you still were trying to fill it out? And like you said, change a role from what you came from previously. Yeah, I'll be honest. It sucks to be new. It sucks to feel like you're on unfamiliar territory or you're not established with the relationships that you had at the place you came from. I had so many awesome friends at Northwestern. And so then you get to Alabama, you're in this new place and you're like, man, like I don't feel as connected to these people as I did to all my friends at Northwestern. And it's okay. Obviously you can't compare a two month relationship to a three year relationship. That's a really different thing. But I think just having an open mind and choosing to step out into unfamiliar territory and realize that there is a purpose for you here that there is relationship to be found and that building community takes time and it takes work and it takes effort and not only building community, but establishing yourself in the community, not just in terms of your relationships, but in terms of what you do, how you operate on the field, how you operate in training, like what sort of model are you giving younger players who might be looking to you? How are you establishing the culture at the new place? Because whether you're new or a fifth year senior who's been at Alabama all the way through, you play a role and people look to you and you do have a piece in the culture. And so what you do is still important. You're going through the season. Obviously you have this whole match program going around you and the NBA at Alabama is not the faint of heart. It is five classes all going in different subjects. And 
not necessarily hard in their own sense, but just the amount of work going on. How do you find yourself balancing both a master's degree and a very competitive soccer team that was doing really well? Like, how did you allocate time? What was that like for you? I think that my entire life, what I mentioned, my, my parents pushing upon my sister and I, the time I spent at Colorado Academy and just the habits that I adopted at Northwestern about how to be a student athlete, how to get your work done and show up on the field and not not let anything be stressing you out or lingering on your mind as you're in one environment versus the other, right? Like when I'm in classes, I'm not thinking about the film I need to watch. I'm not thinking about like how I played last night. To just be able to be locked in on what you're doing one thing at a time, I think is really important. If you feel constantly bombarded by all the things going on, you're not going to get anything done. But if you can isolate things and look at them one at a time, that's the only way you go about it. And I think time management is obviously a huge part of that. You've got to be willing to prioritize certain things and also to let your decisions reflect your priorities or let the things that you spend your time doing actually reflect your priorities. It can be really easy to fall into bad habits, social media scrolls, whatever you get locked up doing. But I think the more that you're able to see your habits for what they are and then respond appropriately to them and decide what actually is most important to you, are you making decisions or spending your time according to those priorities? And if you are, I think things are going to work out great. And if you're not, you might run into trouble. So that's my answer as to how I can navigate both a, a time intensive MBA program and also still feel like I have the bandwidth and not just have enough bandwidth, but have kind of an approach where I can just fully put myself into an environment and only care about that one thing that I'm doing. So you guys make it a pretty deep run. In the playoffs, I want to say pretty very like one of four teams. What was it like for you, and what kind of ride was that on a team that was an underdog in the entire process for it? Yeah, it was exciting. I think we had a lot of momentum, but we also, whether we had the momentum in a game or not, just had the grit and the toughness to ride out games that were up and down, whether we showed up playing our best or not. I don't know that I really have an answer for that. I think there are so many components that come together to allow a team to have such a deep run. You've got to have the talent. You've got to have the buy-in. You've got to have the training habits. And you've also just got to have the belief. And I think that was probably our ultimate driver was just that everyone on the team, whether outsiders thought we were underdogs or not, was bought in and was going to do what it took to get us to win a game or to move us forward. And we also all believed that we were as good as we were. The MBA program is a two-year program in the traditional track. Obviously, there's a different STEM path to MBA, which is a little bit differently structured. But the, step, the regular path has a summer in which you're given a break and you're encouraged, highly encouraged to get an internship. This internship is to feel out maybe where you want to end up after you graduate or maybe explore an area that you think you might have some aptitude in. Where did you find yourself landing up? as an intern, but also was that an area which you might want to pursue after graduation? Yeah. So little backstory. When I was in the MMSS at Northwestern, I had a couple of really good friends who, you know, we'd like work on problem sets together. We'd help each other study for tests, things like that. And so there was a day that I was working on a problem set with one of my friends in MMSS and she had other tabs happening on her computer. She was like working on something. And 
at the time we are sophomores. This is fall of our sophomore year, right? Like not internship time yet. You wouldn't think. And so I'm like, all right, Olivia, what are you looking at? What's going on? What is this? She goes, oh, this is like, is this an application for IB? So she's looking into investment banking, pretty much everyone in MMSS pursued IB consulting or a PhD program like in economics. So those are like the three main paths that people in MMSS were pursuing, which is funny. However, I was like, this is for internships for after your junior year. And she was like, yeah. And it's fall of sophomore year. I'm like, holy cow, like this thing starts early. And so right from that start, I was like, all right, I want to figure out like, is this something I have any interest in? Because if it is something I have interest in, then now's the time to get on the bus. It's harder to get on a moving bus than to get on the bus and then get off if you choose you don't want to be on the bus. So I start looking into it. I decide that it's something I might be inclined towards or something that I think I might have the skill set for, something that I might enjoy. And because it, I might, any of those things, I'm like, all right, we'll fill out a couple applications. So in the early spring of my sophomore year, I actually accepted an internship to work IB in Chicago at an awesome firm and was so excited about it. And then my decision to graduate in three years and then ultimately to come to Alabama after what was technically my junior year meant that I was no longer in the Chicago area through the period that the internship was going through, which was like August 12th, August 14th. And for those who are unfamiliar with the NCAA fall preseason, that starts in like mid-July. So I was no longer going to be in Chicago, basically had to have a hard conversation with that firm. And they were like, yeah, if you can't be full time and in person through August 12th, it's not going to work for us. And that was a really hard thing to let go of just because that's something that is so highly sought after, highly pursued and really hard to land. And yet I like got an offer for this amazing internship. So that was something that was extremely hard to let go of. In hindsight, I wouldn't have traded it. I think it was so important for me to be at Alabama. I'm not going to show up two weeks late to a preseason when I'm a transfer, like somebody who's just not established at the place whatsoever, didn't quite have the relationships with coaches that I now have. And so it was important for me to be here. It also was an important thing for me to realize that you can let go of really good things and good things do continue to follow. So we can't get so attached to the idea, whether it's like a relationship or an opportunity or something that you think is so rare to come by. We can't accept those things out of fear that nothing better will ever come along. And so this past summer and ended up happening the summer before too, after I like chose to forego the internship in Chicago, reached out, found some connections in the Denver area. And then I was able to both play on my summer league team. It's a Colorado Rapids WPSL team. Love to play with them every summer. So I was able to play with them and then also get um, some internship experience at an investment bank in downtown Denver, which I was at full-time this past summer. So really enjoyed that. I think the culture of it, maybe just being in Colorado and not like a Chicago, LA, New York, helped it to be a little more relaxed. Everyone in the office was super awesome. And I learned so much. And that's definitely something that I am strongly considering going back to post-soccer. Post-soccer. You alluded to your plans after graduation. Soccer in the United States is obviously dominated by other sports. A lot of other competitive sports are out there. NFL, MLB are predominantly the main drivers of athletics. But in other parts of the world, there are leagues that are a lot more established, a lot more sought after, including professional soccer, men's and women's leagues, both. Do you have aspirations of pursuing that after graduation? Absolutely. So there are 
really strong leagues, both overseas and in the United States. The NWSL is the main professional league for women. They're actually starting another league this spring called the USLW, which is supposed to be on a very similar or same tier as the NWSL. So it's exciting to see the expansion and just the growth in general of women's professional soccer in the United States and just the increasing opportunity that provides for college players. But there are also, as you mentioned, a lot of other leagues overseas. So I've, I've played with girls at Northwestern who now play in Sweden or Iceland or Scotland. And so there's a lot of really awesome leagues and really good quality professional soccer that there is to be played overseas. So post this final college season for me, I am super excited about pursuing playing pro, whether it's here overseas and just seeing what opportunity I find. But yeah, that's absolutely a goal of mine. That's Marian Nest, women's soccer player and NBA candidate. And thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're not a subscriber, do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at callbrows.ua.edu for more about the Callbrows College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.